Hi guys, it's Emmett. So, as some of you guys know, come on dogs, let's go, come on, let's go, keep going. Sorry, I'm hustling them along because there's another dog that was walking up the road behind us, so I want them out of sight of it when it comes around the corner. So as a lot of you guys know, yesterday I posted um, two posts that I, uh, where I basically expressed what I wanted to express about the whole situation with George Floyd and riots and protests. And it was interesting. I was, come on dogs. I feel like I feel two things. One is, I feel like I am not um, knowledgeable enough or in the community enough to really have an opinion. As my sister told me, Largely, people like you need to be quiet and listen right now. So that is what I am doing. I was inspired to post in the first place because I read a post that was beautifully done by someone I admire that... did a really nice job of articulating what I felt. And I had been, for days I had been feeling like, do I really just say nothing? Do I say nothing because I'm afraid of saying something and getting it wrong? Or afraid of alienating people? And I think it's always easier when you're in a privileged position like I am to say nothing when it would be more inconvenient to say something. And I decided after reading this other post that I didn't want to be that person. That that I wanted to say what I wanted to say about the injustice of bad policing and the injustice of racial and other inequalities in our society. I also wanted to do it in a way that would hopefully allow for conversations and resources to be shared and not alienate people who, like me, are somewhat put off by more aggressive stances. Now, you might be arguing in your head right now, aggressive stances are what are called for, but 
and I'm not going to argue whether you're right or wrong, but I wanted to express what I felt comfortable expressing without just repeating something that I didn't understand. And I felt like it was morally important for me to do so because when something of this magnitude is happening and you act like it's business as usual, it's spoons as usual, that to me is a moral failing and a failing in leadership, frankly. Not that I consider myself a leader, but just in the sense that each of us has a community that we reach. And, hey Maisie, come on! And we have a responsibility to use our voice for good, the best we can. So I said what I said, and it was really interesting. There was this range of responses vast majority well I'll get to that so some people uh, really called me out for not being more forceful in what I was saying and I had some direct conversations with some of them some people didn't want to everybody who reached out to call me out I reached out to directly some I heard from some I did not I had one or two responses from people on the other side who felt like I should um, keep quiet and stick to what I normally do. One in particular, and that guy I reached out to and we ended up having a lovely conversation where I was able to say you know, why I felt it important to articulate something and by the end of it, he agreed that I was doing what I felt morally compelled to do and that there was nothing wrong with that. And, <clears throat> and the, the vast majority of people simply expressed appreciation for me saying something. I guess at the end of it, I feel like I'm glad I did it because it was the right thing to do. And I can tell that it was the right thing to do because I feel good about the fact that I did it. It's a bit of a circular loop, but there you go. In particular, I feel good about this conversation with the guy who pushed back against me sharing political views on my feed. Because I feel like <clears throat> if I had come out of the gate with something more forceful than perhaps I really could back up with conviction in person, I would have, this guy would have completely written me off. Or if I had been unwilling to reach out and engage in person, we would have failed to have this connection and this civil conversation. And in the end, we really saw more eye to eye than I believe either of us thought we would at the beginning. But that, I think, is really what we need right now. And I've been doing a lot of thinking about what does someone in my position, <clears throat> right, a 
privileged white male who lives in a white rural area and has very few connections with more diverse communities at all. What does someone in my position do to help the situation? There have been a lot of people who've been sharing resources on those two posts. I encourage anyone who's looking for resources to check those out. But for me, what it boils down to, I think, is not just expressing myself publicly, but then being willing to go have those perhaps uncomfortable conversations with courtesy and respect to try to see where somebody's at and share where I'm at. And the fact that at the end of this conversation, someone who was pretty combative publicly, that we recognized that we actually appreciated where the other person was coming from privately, to me was the most important thing that came out of this whole thing. Hey dogs, come on! Because I think that's I think that's what someone like me Well, uh, let's go! I think that's what someone like me f- can really contribute is being a face that can stand in between these two opposite groups and say and and articulate things in a way that is heard in a way that might not be heard otherwise cuz i'm a believer that to figure this stuff out well uh, let's go she's eating to figure this stuff out we need more conversations and I know a lot of people say what we need is to push people uh, to change the system to change the system push people through protest sometimes through violence to change the system and I'm not sure I believe that. I do think that even if you need that, you also need the people in the middle bridging the gap. Because I see a lot of people who feel fed up and like they just want to say to hell with you to the other side on both sides and that to me seems like the biggest weakness in this country right now that there needs to be more middle there needs to be more people able and willing to bridge the gap 
And for a variety of reasons, I feel like I'm in that gap. And so I see my role, what matches with what I want to do and what I feel prepared to do and what I feel uniquely positioned to do is to use my platform to be a bridge builder. And as someone expressed to me, that's going to piss off people on both sides because you're not doing enough in the opinions of one and you're you're doing too much in the opinions of the other. But it's what I feel is the right thing for me to do. So that raises the question of what is the purpose of social media? Do you have an obligation to use social media if you have a voice, if you have a community, if you have a following, however you want to articulate it? What What moral compulsion do you have to use that for good? And I think there is one. And I think if you think to yourself that, oh, my account has only ever been for this one thing and, and I don't want to dilute it or use it for this other thing, think you're kidding yourself. I think you're deliberately fooling yourself and I think you're also backing away from the moral obligation you have to use your position, whatever it is, to make the world better. And I see a lot of that right now. I think I'm calling out right now all of the community members of the Spoon Carving community at whatever size account you have, whatever that number is of people who follow you, I think it's important that we use our platforms to talk about things. And and if, like me, you're not comfortable reposting something that somebody else has done that you don't feel a connection with, that you don't feel like you understand, I think like me, you can still have the conversation. You can still say what you can say and you can still deal with the blowback from that in a big-hearted, generous way. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm not saying I'm always like that, but I think the more empathy we can employ towards everybody, uh, the better. And the interesting thing was, um, Seth Godin has this phrase where he says, and if you don't know who Seth Godin is, look him up. You'll, if you like me, you'll love him. Where he says that culture changes because people all of a sudden think that people like us do things like this that we are all looking to see what do our peers do? How do they act? And you can see this. This is people who look to their peers and they decide to go to a protest, or people who look to their peers and they decide to start looting, or people who look to their peers 
and decide to stay silent. And I think we can change the culture by setting an example for each other that we talk about these things and we talk about them in bridge building ways. In ways that don't necessarily, excuse me, that don't necessarily follow the patterns laid out by those in other situations if they don't feel right to us, but that create the pattern that we feel like we're able to authentically be. And I think we all share a responsibility to do that. Everybody who commented on my post yesterday, I went and looked at their feeds. And even those who commented, only about half, maybe even less, had actually put anything on their feed. And, and I get it. It's, it feels scary to put yourself out there. I, <laughs> I felt vulnerable all day. But the right thing to do is the right thing to do. And of course, we all need to decide what that right thing for us is. But for me, the litmus test has been passed in that I feel glad that I did what I did. I feel like, uh, and here's another thing, actually. There's an assumption that's made when you speak up about something that somehow you're that you are what you are and like that's the extent of it and I feel like me speaking up is just the beginning of me articulating something and learning and growing and and changing and that that change it's like we forget that that change happens and we're scared to say something until we feel like we're settled in something but I think you know I'm uh, the whole point of this is that I'm doing some thinking about what I can do to help in this situation. And that I don't have the answers just yet. And I shouldn't need to feel like I have the answers before I can say something. And I think that's what happens to a lot of people. is They feel like in, because they don't have an answer that feels like true to them yet, that they should just keep their mouth shut. But I guarantee that all of us have something that feels right to say, even if it's not, even if it doesn't go as far as some people. And it may never go as far as some people are saying. Right? That's the other thing that happens, I think, is sometimes we feel like unless we're willing to say, you know, abolish the police, that we should keep our mouths shut in this situation. And I don't think that that's the right way to look at it. I think the way to look at it is, at this moment in time, this is how I feel. And this is what I feel like we can do. And I'm sharing that. And this is me on a journey, as we all are, at all times. And 
And I think we forget that and we hold ourselves to too high of a standard of needing to be all in before we say anything. When really I think we need to be saying stuff respectfully, carefully, with compassion. But I think we need to be saying stuff all along and being willing to have those respectful conversations because that's how minds get changed and minds getting changed is how the culture changes. And so sometimes the minds get changed because you see enough people saying the the same things that you think, okay, these people are like me, people like us do things like this. But I think sometimes minds get changed because you have conversations with people, real conversations, private conversations, or public conversations. And and you come to realize that you have more in common than you thought. And that base of things that you have in common or respect for each other becomes the basis of agreeing, either agreeing in a way that you hadn't anticipated or agreeing to disagree in a civil way. And both of those things are good outcomes. And both of those things, remember, are not fixed in time. They change and evolve over time. So, there are people coming. I should go. Lovely chatting. As always, I welcome your thoughts. Talk tomorrow.